We're good. Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Rory M. Spence. You can find me on Dogcare Presents, which is a, it's a podcast like this, but not like this. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Uh, today we're talking about... I'm, re- I'm really good at plugging things. Oh, yes. yeah, I don't dude. know if you've noticed that about me. I'm great at it. It's one you're, of my best I mean, skills. You're in good company, man. We're, we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about minute number 97 of Suicide Squad, and the minute's going to start out with uh, Diablo having an argument uh, with his wife in the flashback that we were witnessing. Um, and the minute's going to end with Harley trying to tell Diablo to own up to his mistakes. Yeah. Is that how I should be taking Own up to your mistakes or own up to your choices? Please. Own up to your choices would be better because yeah. it's implying you made a mistake. And his was intentional. Yeah. Eey, that's I don't know if I should have said that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's rough. I mean just because you regret it doesn't make it a mistake. True. At, well, that's a question. And no, yeah, you're right. And just because well, I, I'm not saying I'm right, I'm asking. I'm actually asking <laughs> a question. If you make a choice and you regret it, is that? I don't think it's by definition a mistake. I think like a mistake is more like, whoopsie. Are you uh, maybe you unintentionally did something. That's a mistake, probably. Um, but like, if you do something and, and then later on you regret it. No, because you can do something intentionally. I could be thinking wrong. It's it could right, be a mistake still. And it's, and it's yeah. a mistake. I think what you're talking about is an accident. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I didn't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you got to regret mistakes and accidents. What's the difference? Why didn't I even think about it being an accident? Because um, it's not. Ay, crap. We'll get to the that point in a minute. Let's start from the top of the minute. So. He, he, it, it's bleeding over from yesterday's minute. Um, Diablo and his wife are having an argument about uh, his crime stuff. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, his 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 affiliate affiliates, um, and he's like we said yesterday, he was bringing it into the house, and that was a problem. Man, that's a problem. It's a problem. Domestic uh, disputes are never good. And you, it's not even going to, there's no winning when you're arguing with a fire guy. That's scary. Hey, that woman is brave and she is standing her ground as a, as lady of the house, as a mother, mm-hmm. as a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm applauding her. Yeah. And then I'm shedding the tear. Yeah. Imagine, imagine any wife in a household, like you're not only standing up to a guy and then standing up to a guy with meta human fire powers, but a guy who claims that the devil lives within him. Yeah. And then you're yelling at him and you're yelling at mm-hmm. the Not even devil. just that. He has a killer as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is... Like, sca- she pours out guns and money onto the table. Like <laughs> She yeah. knows he's not yeah. Yeah. the best guy. Um, yeah. It's a very brave woman and, and strong character within just a, a few seconds. Um, but... Um, She's no, she's no match for the uh, the wife beater polo shirt combination that Diablo is is, is rocking. So he's. Uh, Can you call that shirt what you just called it in this? Uh, oh <laughs> this yeah, context? I realize that. This is ba- yeah, but that's what they call it, right? Tank tops Tank is what tops this. Is what they call yeah, it? man. 
We grew up in the wrong era. We did, and it's but, but you know when someone says uh, you know the article yeah. of clothing is a wife beater, it's not like something oh where you're God, just like yeah. oh shit hey I mean like it's gotten to a point where you got to just be a better person and be like hey just don't use that term anymore. But if someone were oh, saying yeah. it in passing conversation, the image would appear in your head and you'd just be like okay got it. Yeah, you're right, Nate. Which is upsetting. So I you totally just you just got to switch the tank tops. That was so weird. I totally didn't catch that. Right? And uh-huh. it's it's not the first time. I've said it maybe like a few years ago, and it was probably on record, record, uh, whatever Recording. this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I feel like we have had this conversation before. Have we? I think so. Huh. Yeah, very strange. Like, that's that's the article of clothing. But yeah, it's like, where's he going in that outfit, though? To the like, cab house. It's an Italian such, thing. such a bizarre outfit. What's weird is that, um, like... Cause it almost looks like he's like he's going to like an actual job. Like it's not in the polo. Yeah, he's like, just gonna go hit a quick. It almost back looks nine. like he's wearing like khakis, and then the polo is tucked in. Like it's it's like almost like he's gonna go play golf. Or I would, something. That's what I just said. He's gonna go do a quick back nine. Oh, then, I don't know golf references. All right, there's 18 <laughs> holes on a golf course. You Rory, play how well that, do you know nine. golf? <laughs> um, Scottish, so play well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird because the downfall is that he gets upset that she's leaving him and and i don't think you know he just loses control right as he says and 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 unfortunately things happen and um in his his in his anger he kills her right um you, is that's a star wars it's a star wars quote um and um what's weird is that she's still it, the house burns down, right? That's the aftermath of this. And you think he just got? It, was it him just getting like, and then just flamethrower the whole thing, or was it like a big sunburst? That's my question. I don't. I don't know what exactly happened because it's weird how it's shown in detail. And part of me wants to say like, maybe this story would have been more impactful without the flashback and just focusing on the character in the bar and just telling the story and, and us making our own image and looking at the fire. You know what they did in uh, V for Vendetta when the when the uh, lab blows up and uh, V kind of walks out of the uh, the burning building and everything like that? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of imagery that I'm picturing. Um, more so just a man in anger surrounded by fire, which is what I think this is with Diablo. Um, but I feel like you do have to establish his home life in a way for it to portray um, tragedy enough. Yeah. 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 They had to show the kids a little bit. They had to show an interaction with a wife. Like they had to show a somewhat domesticated life for him Mm -hmm. for them to then destroy it. Destroy it. And then have him have this uh, ongoing regret. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if it just showed him standing in a pile of burnt rubble or even just him walking out with his hands up, I think uh, whenever we see that. Yeah, they show that. Was that tomorrow or is that today? No, they showed that in the beginning of the movie. Oh. <laughs> remember when he's like walking out with his hands on yeah. his head and and I can't remember if he was in clothing or not anyways. I think he didn't have a shirt on. Was he? Is he shirtless in this? Yeah, which is weird. So he's yeah. in the polo. Uh-huh. He's in the tank top. Uh-huh. He runs up the stairs. She's in clothing too. And then we cut to the entire house's is burned down to ashes to cinders and there's no there's no sign of the kids i'm sure they were burned up upstairs man but she's not burned and right like her hair is still fine which that would be like the first thing to go um his clothes are gone just a shirt though i think he's got pants on it's 
It's very strange. Can't really see his legs. It's quite dark. But yeah, it looks like he does. Yeah. Is that just like a... Do you think he didn't, like, it, the shirt didn't burn off of him, but he, like, took it off in a fit of rage, like how people do when they get in street fights? Uh, oh, yeah, he might have done, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe, like, he just, maybe it burned off or something. But I don't know, like, the whole house is going to be on fire. Because I think what's weirder is that it, it's it would have been fine if it's like, okay, maybe she died of, you know, just not being able to breathe. Suffocation. And, suffocation. And no su- breathing. Don't give a... <laughs> that Papa Roach, yeah, yeah, but uh, but then she, she like dematerializes like a Jedi in a Star Wars movie, just like she just like, yeah, she go, yeah, she, it's like, and it's, it's like, not even what like, is that? What did you? Is that just for the sake of storytelling, or is that? Did that actually happen to her where he knew she was going to dematerialize? Like, I don't know. What it's is- more like she gets burst into ashes, but it's so quick. There's no, like, decay. It's just, like, instant ash. Yeah, it's just like, here's... I don't like it. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't like that way of, of... I almost took it as, like, that's not really what happened. But um, I don't yeah, know. I think it's a weird stylistic thing. Like, it's maybe his memory rather than actual happen. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's a good one. The brain is coping. Like how he thinks about it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Or maybe she was burnt to pieces. And they, that's yeah. not how he pictures it. He's actually just holding like a pile sure? of ash. That's what I thought it was going to be like. I like that 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 imagery of like ash or sand or whatever, just kind of uh, falling between someone's fingers and stuff. Like, I mean, what? In, in yeah. Infinity War, they did things like that, which is, I like that effect. Mark, you like particle effects? I like dust effect. <laughs> sand. Yeah, I I think you know when Sandman goes to grab the uh, the necklace in Spider Man three. Oh come on, that's so sad. It is sad, but I like <laughs> that such effect. a great moment. <laughs> I think I wa- I watched that movie the other day and I saw that scene and I went, what? Like this is an underrated performance right here. Like from Sandman, from just CGI oh, in yeah. general, just being like, hey, they made this happen and mm-hmm. it's the greatest thing ever. Um, very underappreciated moment in the film. Say what you want about the entire film, but still. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it, it is a very interesting choice. Now, the the next, you know, kind of aesthetic thing that they do is um, they do this symbolic um, representation of, you know, how his wife passes, and he does the thing where he puts the pint glass over the dancing uh, fire dancer and she like suffocates and dies i thought that was fantastic the first time i saw it i think it's yeah right but he has to he's 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 making that fire figure fall to the knees and and get snuffed out in that kind of imagery it's not doing it on his own mm, well now you're making me think because <laughs> i would have agreed with you the first time and now as you're saying it i'm like I mean, the whole point that, like, the little dancer, like, falls to her knees and is, like, grasping, you know, for air and stuff like that. What if he could That's make? his imagination. No, what if he could... What are the, what are, the, what, is the, what are those things called? Um, when you make things like that. Um, what are you talking about? Topiaries. Th- no, no, that's... There's uh, a name for it. Um, familiars. Like, when you conjure up, like, familiars that, like, fight for you and stuff. Yeah, what is that from? That's from like an anime or something. Yeah, you hear it in animes. It's, it's like an old witch and wizard thing, the familiar. Yeah. yeah. Like, so 
maybe it is a tiny familiar in his hand. Maybe he did give that thing life. I don't think he's that powerful to give something life. <laughs> I, I mean, he, there is I don't a, think he's that powerful either. I don't think like that would be nuts if he can just like shoot out like six different fire women dancing and just put them on a table. And then they start just burning up the place. That's crazy. I feel like there's an old like cartoon where there's little fire, a fire guy running, and he's running around like a house, and it's just catching everything on fire. Yeah, I can. And I, that's in my opinion. I, you don't think he that. can do that? No. Uh, that'd be so cool, though. What if he could just at least make another fire dude next to him, and they just like he had like a like a that's shadow copy. Cool. Yeah, like, like the same full size. As yeah, him. but just out of fire. Yeah, and so he has like this. I think he could do like that. shadow copy fighter of yeah. himself that like helps him out, like some noob and shadow from Mortal Kombat type thing. Like that'd be kind of cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe he's making the girl suffocate and die. But hey, if if. If they told me like he could make familiars out of fire, I'd be like, okay, I believe it. Like I can deal with that. I would too. Yeah, um, but it's a cool thing. I think. Um, I think the first time around, I like missed it or whatever. But um, you missed the dancing lady. Yeah, because like there was a lot of things that in this movie they do with like his CGI fire that I that I missed the first time, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's like blatantly clear that he's saying like by or something like that in, in fire but um there was the part earlier in the film where he does like the wave and it shows the demon creature mm-hmm. and we like we never noticed that before and we're like oh that's crazy um but it, i think it did take me like the second time watching to go oh that's a that's like that's a dancing uh it's an image of a person <laughs> so i just thought it was Interesting. Well, like, but this is, uh, is while he's talking about sort of losing control of his abilities, while he's demonstrating quite a lot of control about it. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but I really like it. Yeah, no, I mean, it very well could be. I mean, it's... I think he's... I, I would agree with Rory on that, but uh, I'd back it up with he's in a different headspace yeah. right now. Than yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. yeah, Like he's saying when I get angry, I lose control, but like he's sort of quite calm while he's telling this story and he looks calm and he's doing this. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, the, the idea of somebody's stress um, kind of affecting uh, th- their abilities is is amazing to me. That's a, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and and what's more important is that, like, um, the, the other characters, then they, they do resonate w- with this story. Um, and I think specifically with, um, Captain Boomerang, because, um, like we, we were talking about it last week, but Captain Boomerang is like a central city type villain, mm-hmm. the, you know, like flash, jinx. yeah, flash rogues gallery yeah. where it's, um, you got, they, they just rob banks. They don't take themselves seriously. Um, or maybe they do, but they, they like, do, uh, but, uh, it's, it's, but it's, I, it's fun to think about the rogues gallery yep. just playing cat and mouse with flash and mm-hmm. it makes sense. Um, I don't know if there's anything, I th- maybe it's just because of, uh, all the animated features that we've seen of somewhat silliness things going around with it. Um, but it's really cool to think of just those guys, <laughs> 
committing crimes and having fun. And you shouldn't take that like, oh, I'm going to mollow it after because they do get caught by the flash. But, you know, sometimes they get caught, thrown in jail, and then they just get out again on a technicality or whatever. But also sometimes they just get caught by him, get thrown into the bar and say, hey, cool off for a few hours and I'll see you tomorrow. Like, that's just great. Um, Jai Courtney is fantastic in this minute. And yeah. uh, it's, uh, I think it was really good. And I like that he mm-hmm. had that question of, and the kids? And it's like, you weren't paying attention to that because you already like you already knew. It's like, okay, we saw it visually. It's like, okay, he burned everything up. That's good. But Jai Courtney, like, still having that realization of, and the kids? It's almost like when you tell a criminal, like Deadshot, no women, no children kind of thing. It's like they don't think about children in harm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when that reality hits someone like a Captain Boomerang, who isn't a crazy manic madman, where he's wondering about the kid's safety, and it really hurts him when he realizes the truth. Yeah, he's he yeah, is great. That's, I mean, that's, that's the first movie I actually saw Jai Courtney in that I liked him in. I've never liked him until I saw this, and I really liked him in this. He's actually my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, there was, um, I think after I saw this movie, um, like, I started to hear about the negative feedback, specifically towards Jai Courtney. Um, and I, this had been the first time I had seen Jai Courtney in a film playing anything. Um, and so I didn't even know his name. And, and, and I didn't understand where that was coming from. And, and, and it was very strange cause I, because I, I didn't know that this was an accent even at all. Like I just mm-hmm. thought, I thought Jai Courtney was Captain Boomerang and and like i believed it and i thought it was funny and stuff but then like you hear people who just overall they don't like jack courtney so through association like they didn't like his performance as captain boomerang and i was like ah, this is all news to me yeah pal. it's like a blank slate i feel like in the beginning of this episode there were like some like quips that he would throw out and we were just like eh, whatever now i'm not remembering quips specific but i'm just thinking of his character in this movie and i'm growing more fond of him and his performance it's i think it was good um yeah but i, I just think, wanted to correct I th- myself i think it's his character to say bad jokes does that make sense no absolutely yeah. and i feel like i was too naive in the beginning of this recording mm-hmm. when we started this to to pay attention to those things i feel like i was just trying to find the bad out of it um and now i'm just trying to enjoy it i'm trying to enjoy it for what it is like i'm i got i've gotten past the waiting 120 minutes to get online for this ride and now I'm on the ride, and I just want to revel in it. <laughs> Fair enough. Was that a good analogy? I think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it is an actual honest moment um, from Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang, and it's the first time he's he's actually been um, seriously affected by someone's story and 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 seen just how like not so dark that he is like does that make sense like mm-hmm. he's seeing that there is worse people that he is in company with and and that this isn't that there that there is darker stuff out there in the world um and um we're gonna get into some more good stuff about um harley quinn but it starts in this minute where she where she kind of she's taken in this information and she's going to dish out some, some more truth as well. Um, but this was, again, this was 
more reason to why I think this scene is is really good in this in this film, despite the rest of the movie and and the opinions that people may have for it. With this bar scene, you get into one of these these moments where it is like a therapy session, <laughs> and like they're really getting into each other's character in in a way that's not in a way that's not normal character development where it's just like here's exposition feel sorry for me it's more like here's character development feel sorry for me no i'm not going to feel sorry for you you're being a piece of shit but we're all a piece of shit kind of thing and it's 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 an extra step to have these people yell at each other in a way that like makes them bond a little bit more I don't know. I, I think it's it's a fantastic moment, and so there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, Captain Boomerang's mannerisms, I think, are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, feel, the 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 acting of Sorrow and him holding a beer, mm-hmm. I think it's good acting. Like him him kind of he's not even take, putting it up to his lips. He just kind of like lifts it back up, like as if he's like, oh, I, I I have to do something while I'm still taking in this information, and just like that little lean towards like I'm I'm a I'm not sure. Like, we've all done it. We've all been sitting in contemplation and thinking, like, having a drink or anything like that and kind of, like, slowly bring it up to your lips. Like, that. Mm-hmm. that is powerful, in my it's opinion. The, it's the brain coping with itself, the yeah. information that it receives. Because when you, when you have to have that conversation with someone and you feel like you should say something comforting, but you don't know what to say, and you, sh- you kind of question if what you're about to say is even comforting at all or if it's going to exacerbate the issue, and you're like, maybe I should just not say anything at all. And then you're like, maybe I should just drink this beer. Mm-hmm. Should I just drink this beer? Would it be insensitive to drink this beer after you just told me the story? And it's that hesitation as you go to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you go, you know, there's like a million things going to your mind before you make that action. So like, it's just good hesitation, like mm-hmm. good acting. But yeah, I, I think it's good acting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, before you uh, round out this uh, minute, Rory, was there any? Closing notes that you had for this one before you wrap uh, up. Well, I actually found quite interesting, which is quite a rare thing for this movie, is there's no music in this scene at all. There's no score. Well, after he tells his story, the music cuts out, and when Jay Courtney asks his question stuff, there's no music, which is just a nice little rare moment in it. It's really yeah, effective. I didn't notice that. Especially in contrast to the rest of the movie, where it's kind of mm-hmm. just constant music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last week when they were walking into the bar and Harley was asking, you know, what do you want to drink and all this stuff like that. There, mm-hmm. there wasn't any music playing in there either, was there? No, last, this whole bar scene really, um, I think is going to have no music because in last week, they, that's when it started with Deadshot kind of just, Deadshot doing this stupid thing where he's acting so betrayed and stuff mm-hmm. and Diablo calls him out for it and... The entire time Deadshot is calling them all out for thinking that like that there was a better outcome than what they are in right now. And while he's kind of like scolding them, um, there is no music. There's just the sound of the heavy rain hitting like the windows and, and the and the roof of this complex and, and that's all you hear and, and we and we talked about how like that's it's very powerful that there's no music in this scene. Um, a scene that I think is like the overall represent- representation of this movie. Um, but like, it, yeah, it's, it's super powerful. Um, and they don't even use Stephen Price music. Like it's just, it's just no music. There's no, there, especially no licensed music. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, it's it's powerful and and moments like this seem unaffected by editing or reshoots or anything like that. This seems like an honest piece of what they wanted to accomplish when they first decided they wanted to make this movie. I said it before, but it was like this scene seems like when they are pitching this movie, every film has it. Like mm-hmm. this is the scene where they were like, this is this is where we want to get to mm-hmm. is this bar scene where criminals are sharing mm-hmm. their stuff in a bar. And I'm sure like they looked at Suicide Squad and they looked at like the Central City bar where mm-hmm. where do they go to? Aces? Aces Ace, Aces Bar, I wanna say. Mm. There's a name for that bar. I think it's with I think it's Aces. Yeah. And um it I'm sure they looked at that and they said, What if we could do that? What if we could get cameras and microphones into a bar where meta criminals could hang out in and, and talk about why they are in the shit that they are in. And this is that moment. And I think that's, that's, that's where they wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's, it's surrounded by a mess of a studio film where they toyed with how to make money with mm-hmm. it. It's, it's, if you can give me a short film of, criminals in a bar like a central city thing type thing of just people passing around um like just like there's stories of how the flash caught them that day that's amazing in my opinion yeah and not even like going into like you know visual details but like the fact that these particular criminals are sharing experiences with a common uh quote enemy it that's that's powerful in my opinion because it's real it's putting the characters on more of a personal level instead of just them being supervillain to the superhero that we know. It's good to break that mold and dive deeper into just feelings and reactions of these people. Mm-hmm. The reaction, sorry, the reaction that these these metahumans are getting out of, or the reactions that Diablo is getting out of his peers after telling the story is... It's it speaks volumes, mm-hmm. and uh, I agree with you, Mark. I think this was like one of the big storyboarded moments where it's like, "Hey, guys, we we have need to, to hit film this one. This. Yeah, we like, need to this hit is, this. This is it. Yeah, this is like second week of shooting. Everybody's here. Everybody's in the good headspace. We got this. I, I we talked about it um, last week as well, but this seems like a first of all, this is like a scene that you know if you cut the rest of this movie off and you showed a stranger who had never seen this movie, mm-hmm. just this bar scene from the minute they put the shot glass down and pour the drink or no, they show the fish tank. And then if you, if you just cut just this scene out and show someone this scene, they might go, yes, this is a great yeah. promotional thing for this movie. I would love to see the rest of this movie. And then you would be disappointed, but you would be, you would fall in love with this scene particularly. And I, we had argued that this scene could have happened earlier in the film before they even went into Midway City and they were like learning about each other kind of thing. And like maybe you don't need to have the movie be about the Suicide Squad being at each other's throats mm-hmm. and then they become one together. Like maybe it's just the fact that Rick Flagg is on the outside of the group throughout the film or something like that. It seems like the bar scene is kind of almost like a pilot in a sense mm-hmm. where they like probably had it. It was like, this is the idea. This is the tone that we're going for. Mm-hmm. Group of misfit criminals and yada, yada, yada. Here's like a more personal uh, take on them. 
and I got like this. If this was a pilot, man, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. The, this is uh, it, it's it's promising content, is what it is. It's it's seeing a bar scene like this and going, I would like to see more of this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, what you know, the rest of the movie kind of hinders that. Gotta have action. Gotta have action. Gotta yeah. Have action. So, um. To to see whatever will be the next Suicide Squad live action feature, um, I just hope that there's more of this. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter really what characters are involved. I guess. I mean, it kind of. Some people have preferences of what characters they want to see. Whether they want to see these return or see new characters show up mm-hmm. or see a total reboot, as they call it. Um, but this. Uh, this type of moment is is all I can hope for uh, in the future. You know, mm-hmm. I um, oh oh gosh, I had something I was gonna say. I think I forgot it. Hang on, give me a second. You think about it, Rory. You got anything else? No, that's all. <laughs> Sorry. Oh um, I think I saw that um, the animated feature Hell to Pay is now available on Prime Video. If yeah. you have that subscription, I think I'm pretty sure I was. It was either that or Hulu. One of the two. I think it was Prime. But mm-hmm. um, hey, that's also that's something we b- both have not seen Hell to Pay, mm-hmm. so that's something that we can look into. Yeah, um, we should, we should, maybe we should try to draw. We should try to watch it and come back to it. Yeah, um, maybe there's similarities that we can pull from, or maybe there will be similarities in the future. It's it's confusing, not even confusing. I'm curious to see where they're going to go with a because uh, the Suicide Squad. We've gotten the news by this point in this recording. It is a reboot. Um, so they say. I'm okay with that. It, honestly, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. You can even put a Suicide Squad 2 on it, and I'd be like, okay, and completely change it up, and I'd still be like, okay. Um, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully... Do you have the news yesterday, though, about Jai Courtney as involved? Yeah, yeah. I, and I saw that. And yeah. hey, again, I'm yeah. I'm on board. I like his character now. I think at the beginning when we started recording, I was a little hesitant to it, but I'm... 100% in love with Jack Courtney's Captain Boomerang now. Yeah. I don't yeah, think there's yeah. really anybody that I dislike in this movie. Maybe just Joker, just because it's just, uh, it's not his acting or his character. It's just the the addition it's of... It's the use of Yeah, it's the, the use film. of... Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, but um, now that we've gone 97 minutes of this and however many weeks and months that we've been doing this, I'm starting to come around. <laughs> I think the only one that I... Yeah, the only thing that needs to be fixed is... Uh, I don't know how they're going to do the June Moon uh, Rick Flag thing. But anyways, um, just take it out. we'll talk about it. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. But if you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And if you want to help us out on the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And we will catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 98 of Suicide Squad. 